0: Welcome everyone. My name is uh, Farouk, and- I'm Thomas. All right, this is our pilot podcast. We are the co-founders of DeFinance, but this is not just a DeFinance podcast. Uh, we're gonna be talking about everything to do with founder and investor fit in this in this podcast. We are, of course, founders. We're going through the process of building this company raising capital. So it's important to, you know, kind of share some of the learnings we're we're getting in this journey. Uh, Also talk about, you know, some of the, I'll just put it nicely, Thomas, pain points that we're finding along the way Uh, when it comes to uh, raising capital. um, And also learn from others. I mean, there's so many, I mean, entrepreneurship is at an all time high from all these articles that I'm reading. So there's lots of founders out there at different aspects of the journey different uh, milestones of the journey. So love to hear everybody's stories and share ideas and best practices and certainly talk about some of the pitfalls. You know, I mean, I think we've both learned a lot in terms of how to, you know, kind of go about the fundraising process and we haven't necessarily figured it all out, but we're learning we're learning, and, and uh, love to share some of those learnings, our learnings, but also from others. Uh, we'd also love to have as many guests on as possible to talk about these things um, anyway. That's uh, some of the cool things hopefully we'll be talking about during this podcast. And we're also going to be reviewing funding sources because funding sources are popping up all over the place too. All types of uh, folks out there are opening up opportunities for uh, people to invest in uh, companies. So some of it is is really good. Some of it, eh, not so good. So we'll be talking about those along the way too. Thomas, what, what do you think?
1: Well, we've discussed this format and I think there's... One one major point, one major learning that we've had in our own journey is that um, there's there's not one path to your final destination. There's a lot of what we what everyone would be taught in you know a textbook or an MBA class like this is this is the way it's done. No no there's no other way to get uh, funding or or to be successful. and That's just not true. So. I think if it were just about founders trying to find, you know, pitching people and trying to find a good fit, we'd be talking about the same thing every day or every episode, and that would get boring. When we're, this won't get boring, we'll talk about a lot more.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's funny because building a company is hard enough. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like investors have made the funding process so difficult to like even test founders. Can you navigate this thing? really show us that you know what you're doing that Mm -hmm. you can you can kind of deal with all types of adversity and persevere through the process i wish it wasn't so much thomas because all the time you would save if the funding process was more efficient we could actually apply that to building the business but you know as of right now that's just the way it is unfortunately you
1: know oh wow i mean you know we should tell people that a little bit about ourselves we've been together for 20 years, I mean, off and on, we've worked together 20 years. And, and the second time that we were working together, I don't know, I don't think I actually said it to you, but it was it was a finance company. And I remember remarking to someone that just building the infrastructure and, and, and the third party vendors that we needed uh, and all the different people that had felt that they had to touch the process for us to be successful. I, I remember, Remarking to somebody that I think half of these people insert themselves into the process and make it more complicated than it really needs to be for job security. Mm. Right? It just it doesn't need to be that complex.
0: That's true. That's true. And in fact, we got we were very blessed with that startup because Mm -hmm. the funding came easily. You know, we really found a true angel and who deployed a lot of capital because they believed in what we were doing. And so we were able to accelerate the growth and building of that company much faster because the capital part of the equation got done more easily. Where with the the finance going through this journey, right? Even though I think what we're doing is probably even more relevant and more needed, right? Uh And I think has a much bigger potential with what we're doing today. But the funding journey has been very different from that that other startup, you know? So so I guess in some ways, you know, when I came into this thing uh, and when you came into this thing, we were a little spoiled. In terms of how the last one went, but you know, but then we've already learned that you know what th- this this landscape, as much as people are trying to simplify it and make it more efficient, has still a long way to go. The funding landscape.
1: Yeah. Yep. And we'll talk a lot about that. We we'll talk about that in other episodes. I think. I mean, I think it's that the example I brought up. It was a company that was cookie cutter. Mm. I hate to say it. The product might have been a little different, but the market. The customers it, it was cookie cutter and this is something new this is something new it's something innovative and i think one of the messages that I, listeners will get as they listen to our future episodes is that um a lot of people work really hard to become analysts and and and, and, and have some role in a lot of these vc firms because it's a sign that they've made it or that, you know, it validates everything they've done. But in reality, they're just applying a template that all of them do. It does not take an innovative genius thinker, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, somebody who can see something different and see the future in it without a template, now that's a genius. So I think that was would be later on we'll talk a little bit about that too. But we got some. I mean, we've got two things that we were in last, uh, well, not just last week, it culminated last week, but uh, I think that are perfect examples, honestly.
0: Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a second, but to your point about the great irony of fundraising is, you know, like VCs and, and others, angels and others, they want to, they talk about investing in innovation, right? Mm-hmm. But the more innovative you get, the more difficult finding the capital becomes, right? So everybody wants you to be innovative, and and you know, come up with some really out of the box thinking. But the more outside the box you go, the more difficult it becomes to raise capital. So, but you know what? If, you know at the end of the day, what really matters is to do what you believe in, what you're passionate about, and and if you keep working at it long enough and persevere mm-hmm. through it long enough, you know, I think the results will come. But but it's one of those things, you know, it's just it's a gauntlet and you and you yeah. have to really go through it. Yep, I agree. All right. So as Thomas was alluding to, uh, besides just talking to you a little bit about what we want to do in this podcast, and this is the first episode, love to hear more feedback as we're doing this episode and others in the future. Uh, we'll continue to evolve this thing based on what other founders and other you know, followers of this podcast in the future want us to talk about. So a lot of it is going to be from the, the audience as well. But, but these are some of the core things we want to talk about, right? We want to really talk about this journey of you know, found, finding that founder investor fit. And, and all the different things that revolve around that. So in this particular episode, let's talk about two of the things, uh, two particular things that we've encountered recently that we thought were, were different and, and, and interesting and, yeah. and certainly um, whether the intention was there or not, and I think the intention was there, uh, what I would call founder friendly. A lot of investors talk about being founder friendly, but these two examples are, are things that, that we found were really truly founder friendly. So first, we'll talk about a major conference that happened last week, which was Money 2020. And Money 2020 was in Las Vegas. And we really, we had a table talk, Thomas. I think was a couple of weeks ago, where we talked about going to Money 2020, and we fully intended to go there, but mm-hmm. where certain things happened where we weren't able to go. Um, but that's not because the conference isn't great. The conference is awesome. Great
1: conference, yeah
0: great conference. It's just that we had to make a tough business decision to not to attend the conference, to focus on some other things. And that was the second thing we're going to talk about is one of the things we focused on last week. But let's talk about Money 2020, because Money 2020 and the opportunity they gave us uh, to finance is that uh, we were selected uh, to be one of the 15 finalists to actually be able to pitch at Money 2020. Now, three were selected, and then there were three rounds of judging that happened a few weeks ago, and uh, five, you know, five startups a piece in, in those three rounds. And the organizers of Money 2020 did a great job of, of promoting that and going through those three different sessions to select the three startups. We were fortunate enough to be part of one of those judging sessions. Uh, unfortunately, we did not make the top cut in our particular, uh, particular um, judging event. However, we were discussed pretty extensively and Great. i and i and i say that and typically what happens with these judging events when you do pitch competitions and other things in the startup world is you go out there you pitch other startups pitch and then there's a, a judging panel all right whatever that judging panel is and then they have secret deli- deliberations and then the judging panel comes out and announces the winner so that's what typically happens money 2020 was very unique and interesting, at least in our experience, in that they 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 let us and all the other startups that participated, along with the audience uh, as well, be us fly on the wall to that deliberation that the judges yeah. had behind the scenes. And Thomas, I'll I'll start off with you. Like, why is that so crazy and innovative? And what were your initial takeaways from that? Bro.
1: You know, when you, when it's behind closed doors, people would tend to be more blunt, maybe more honest. Uh, at the same time, that doesn't inspire much confidence in in the people, the pitchers that are there that day, because you don't know are they are they are they uh, uh, talking valid points or are they wheeling and dealing behind closed doors? What's going on there, right? Um, and and also if it is an honest conversation, what are they saying about you that they might've misunderstood or you didn't get across um, or that you need to work on? Well, you're a fly on the wall and there's an honest and open conversation about the pluses and minuses of what they see as as your business model uh, and your pitch. Um, you can You can really, Improve. You can really learn a lot from it, and they were, they were, they were, they were open. They were, they were honest. I mean, nobody said, "Oh God, they, they, they they're horrible. They suck," but uh, they, they certainly didn't beat around the bush about their feelings. One of them was was slightly dismissive, slightly.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, even though it was a fly on the wall conversation, and and I'm assuming the judges knew that people were listening to I don't them. Know. I, don't, I don't know. I don't exactly, know exactly, but should, we I, should
1: we should reach out and
0: find out. But. Yeah, we should find out because, but they certainly, I didn't feel like they were holding back any punches. No. No. You know, I mean, 15 companies were selected. I'm sure many applied. So what they felt were the 15 you know best companies were selected. So. So hopefully there were, you know, no, yeah, you're right. I don't, I didn't feel like everybody was very dismissive or whatever, but, but honestly, like one of the things that I don't understand, I don't understand very well about the funding process is investors say no a lot, right. And all investors say, we only accept a, you know, whatever, small percentage of companies that we, that we talk to, which is fine. They they have to be very selective, you know, in their, they're putting their capital uh, to work, but they're not necessarily telling you why you weren't selected which means they're not giving you the opportunity to learn and to grow. Now, whether that means that, well, we don't think you're tough enough, but to handle the criticism, but then, you know, we're founders. We got to be tough enough to handle building a business and going through that whole process, right? So it can't really be that. Or maybe it's that they feel like, hey, listen, if they found out the real reasons, then they may not want our capital in the future. Okay, maybe, but, you know, that's part of founder investor fit, I think, you know, mm-hmm. to find the right investor for the right, you know, the right business the right founder and, and, and the startup. But honestly, like to me, I would appreciate real feedback, real honest, blunt feedback, because even if that means your capital is not right for us today, because of whatever reason, that doesn't mean I would preclude that investor from a future discussion, because at least I got the straight story. From them, they were honest and upfront. So I would always, you know, personally would welcome welcome that type of uh, feedback. And this was an opportunity to hear that firsthand, and that was one of the most, you know, refreshing things uh, about this conversation. And not that Thomas, I think we were both kind of talking afterwards, like you know, maybe some of the uh, points that were made. I think it came down to us maybe explaining things better, right? Because. And sometimes what happens is you have a three-minute opportunity, and in that three minutes you got to cover the everything about your business, and especially our business, which is so complex, has so many moving parts, and you can't get everything across in three minutes. So sometimes not even fair in that sense. But still, I think we learn a few things about how to address some things that potentially we could have done a better job, with, or I should say me personally, because I was pitching it, we could have done a better job. But or other things that maybe the investors didn't didn't, didn't get that, you know, with more time they may have gotten. So uh, I think, that was kind of cool this, too.
1: I, I think in this case, that wasn't the case. Okay. I, I think, I think we explained very well. I think the objections that were raised were because the one person that led those objections didn't understand us. That person said, oh, I've seen so much in this space. If we had a chance to Q and A, I'd have been like, really? Yeah. Name some companies. How is this space crowded, even if you get away from the fact that we only were the only people that refinance. Let's just call it student loan uh, space, right? Who? You can name the companies on one hand, that's not crowded. That's not crowded. Um, And and that same person was being corrected by the other two people saying, no, you're you're not, you're misunderstanding the student loan situation right now. but we did have a lot of support right two of the three really liked us and they they got talked out of it and i think you know another another plus uh for founders is um you listen to that and you 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 see two people support you and they get convinced by someone who doesn't who has some questionable objective objections and th- and then you lose the top spot uh, if anything you learn. You walk away thinking, you know what? Life isn't fair. <laughs> this was not fair. The two people that would have voted for us got it, but somehow got talked out of it. Um, but that's part of the that's part of the, the, the toughening up, right? It's just, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And those people might be the people, like you said, later on. They're like, oh my God, we made a huge mistake. We got to go back this round and, and and get a part of this.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and 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 life isn't fair, Thomas, and that's that's so true, and 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 I think um, that's one of the great lessons you do learn as a founder as you're building something, right? And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter if it's not fair, uh, you still have to persevere, you still have to yeah. find solutions go to problems. Yeah, you, you got to go on. Yeah. The the one thing that I think that uh, that we didn't get an opportunity to talk about, or when I was pitching, talk about in that three minute segment, uh, that did come up, I think, in that conversation was. The social impact of our business right so and that's also challenging sometimes for us because we want to appeal to investors and 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 convince them that this is a great business opportunity to invest in right same thing with any other founder out there but because our business also has a social impact potential you know does that dilute some of that some of that right it's like oh are you really a social impact business that's not going to make mm-hmm. as much money or are you a, a business that's going to make a lot of money and also make social impact right so and I think, of course, it's the second category. So from our perspective, we feel like we have a great business that's going to make tremendous amount of, be very successful, but do it in a responsible, the right way by also making a, a tremendous social impact. And getting that across sometimes is challenging.
1: And one more is even though you said, oh, you know, I, I would always take, be willing to take their capital later, right, if they didn't. But let's not forget that there could also be, probably less often, cases where you listen to somebody and you you hear their values come through in in what they're saying and you might actually find out hey if i hadn't heard this i might have taken capital from somebody that i really disliked now that that's not the case in uh, in, in this money 2020 all three of them were very sharp people and i'd love I'd, I'd love to do business with them but you 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 will sooner or later even without this, like talking, just pitching one-on-one to V to VCs, you you will get that sense. You'll, you'll you'll be sitting across the table, you know, virtually or physically from someone that you might. They might be. We want to give you money, and you're they. You know, just from that interaction, you know, I really I really need their money, but I don't know if this is a smart move.
0: Right. Exactly. And and uh, ultimately, I think. I think there are startups that end up failing because it took the wrong money. Yeah, uh, for sure. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that's Mm -hmm. certainly part of it. All right. When we talk about right money, let's transition to the second thing we want to talk about today. Mm -hmm. And also uh, that life is not fair. A point that was emphasized by Jason uh, Kalakinis, who is the uh, the investor behind Launch.co. Jason. And uh right, Jason, <laughs> Jason, he spoke he spoke about this a lot last week, uh about how, very, blunt. uh, very bluntly, very, very bluntly. honestly. Very bluntly. Absolutely. And but the really cool thing where, where I think he is an investor that gets it is because he has this event. I think it's the second time they did this event last week, which is one of the reasons we stayed behind for Money 2020. Because we yep, wanted to really it, listen to this event and really be part two of this. Two days
1: long, two days long we gave. It was almost like going long. to Money Money. Money <laughs> exactly. Money, Money 2020. Sorry, exactly. My bad. Yeah. And we
0: had some, you know, we had some uh supporters at Money 2020 that were giving us good feedback from there too. Yeah, but anyway, um so Jason has this event called Meet Our Fund. Yep. And yep. he's essentially flipped the script instead of startups pitching to investors, this whole event, and I think there was about 30 or or so VC firms that were there. This whole event was about- So many, so many. Exactly, investors and VCs pitching to startups. So now it's not you and me loading up our, our pitch deck and going through it and answering questions and trying to convince investors. It's the investors loading up their pitch decks and talking to founders like us and talking about how they are the right fit, they are founder friendly, and so many other uh, things that they that they talked about in those discussions. So that was in many ways revolutionary, kind of turning the script like that. And it wasn't even like a two, three minute thing. It's like a good half an hour where maybe about yes. half that time, each investor, each, yeah, each, about each. half an hour or so, the investor is kind of doing their pitch and then the rest of the time is a Q and A, with some very interesting questions too. Like, what don't you like about what you hear from founders? Like that was a common question that was asked. Tell us about some of the things you do want. You're looking What's for. What's a red flag? What's a red flag? Tell What's us about red the flag? red flag. What's you know? a red
1: flag that you'll see? And they they all they all they were all very open in their answers. Right, they were very open. They weren't you know political about it. Uh, they weren't as blunt jason but they were they were open um but you know Faruk, even if you were even if you weren't looking for money spending that spending one day of this two days listening that's your research you're like okay i want this guy i want to go for the now let's just let's let's clarify for the listeners you weren't you weren't going to walk away from there with a deal So when we say they were pitching you, they were basically presenting themselves to you, uh, looking for people that were possible uh, um, candidates for their their deal pipeline. Um, But they weren't going to. They weren't. It wasn't like a shark tank kind of thing where they were competing if they liked you, because they didn't know anything about you. I don't even know if they could see us. I don't think they could. Um, They didn't know who was there unless you typed something in as a question and, and the moderator asked it. So uh, let's let's kind of level set there. It, it it was that, but that's just I mean how before we did it, I don't think we. How long did it take us to come up with thirty different,
0: you know, angels or
1: VCs that we wanted to talk to and get time with them? Oh, and and here's the important thing: these guys would very openly tell you if you want to get a hold of me this is the best way. Don't email me, you know, send me a message on Twitter, send me a message on LinkedIn. Um,
0: here's my number. Yeah. Or go right? to my website and apply there. Go to my there. website.
1: And, and, yeah. and, and some of them said, I get so many, just fill out the form. I will. They said, I will reply in two days or something like that. Yeah. So, a
0: lot of them gave their emails. Yeah. Uh, there was even one investor who said he has a specific website Where you do a one-minute video pitch. He's like, go to my website and do a video pitch. He provided it for you. And he said exactly what he wants to listen to in the video pitch.
1: Yep. He gave the five, six different
0: things. I'm looking for these things.
1: These things. So it was invaluable in one, you know, let's say there were 30. I think you as a smart founder would walk away with five to seven, maybe 10. That would be people that literally told you what they were looking for. And if you were what they were looking for, you knew that you should reach out to them. Some people would be like, no, we only do uh, uh, SAS. We only do SAS. Well the finances and SAS, we're not going to those people, right? So you just, I mean, um, and they told you, here's our check size, here's the stage we're looking at. If you're not, if you didn't fit those, don't waste your time with them. And so just sitting there listening to them, you were able to 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 prune the tree, so to speak, down to something manageable and then start reaching out.
0: Yeah, it's like, you know, driving through a parking lot where you have to go lane by lane looking for a parking spot versus mm-hmm. those modern parking lots, which tell you how many spots are open in each lane. Mm-hmm. So you only turned into the one that where you can actually find a spot, right? And that's what these investors are doing. They're saying, listen, it's not just about telling you what we want. We also want to be very clear as to what we, we, will, we will not invest in. Yep. So if you're doing yeah. these things, don't come to us. If you're don't at this stage us. of the process, yep. don't come to us. We're not, we're not going to invest in you. So we're going to save you time by being very yep. upfront about what we want and what we, which, which also means what we don't want to see. Yeah. basically.
1: Yeah. But at the same time, a couple of things, you also can see the contradiction in a lot of what they were saying, right? Mm-hmm. Like you and I have talked about it. Somebody comes and said, Oh, come on, you guys, that's, that's why don't you come pitch us? We're early stage, you know. We're pre-seed investors, and you get there and you're like, well, "What are you looking for? What's your check?" Wait, you like? and they're like, "Oh, you know, we'll do, you know, um, ten million dollars on 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 somebody who's got, you know, X million dollars of revenue." I thought you said you were pre-seed, right? right. So do you know what pre-seed means? And so that's one thing you could listen to them and realize. Mm, This is one of those cases where you could be like, yeah, they say they're looking for companies like me, but I don't know if these guys know what they're talking about. Right. It's not difficult to get a bunch of people together and dump money in a fund and say, hey, I'm going to manage this fund. Right. I mean, and the other thing, Farouk, it was really interesting to see. I said that they didn't compete. Right. They didn't say I'm going to compete for the finances business, but they competed at a general level because There was an interesting, Oh, I'm sorry, well, I don't don't want to name names anyway, but um, one gentleman came on and he was very blunt, I do not do business the Silicon Valley way. It's stupid. And he went through and he gave an example scenario where he exaggerated. Right. And then he said, these VCs, they don't do any work. What the hell are they good for? They don't do any work. Right. And I mean, he took it, he went to town, and I really loved him. Right because, um, again, you go to these VCs, and they have these very specific templates, and they have this specific process, and, it, well, that's what everybody else does. Therefore, we must be geniuses, too, because we understand that process, and the guy that came on after him said, well, that's a hard act to follow. Since I'm a VC, I, I have to find a way to prove that I actually do work. I mean, it. <laughs> it, it he took it kind of as a, as a, a slight, right. As an insult, but that was the beauty of it, man. They were, they could, they could, they could say, yeah, that guy, man, why would you right. go with that? Why?
0: So our, our, um, one last point from my side, the other thing that I also was interesting is that, you know, you hear a lot about how investors want to invest with founders who are coachable. But there were some investors who talked about how that's not a cool thing. They don't want always coachability. They want founders to have conviction yep. and be able to take a stand and do what they believe to be right. And that's what they're investing in. They're investing in someone who has real conviction, right? And they, as a, that word was used a lot too. A lot of investors said, we want to have conviction on yes. the company as well. If you, mentioned,
1: like if you mentioned, oh, this is what I wanna do, how I wanna exit, that was a red flag, right? Or if you didn't have a personal connection, like we have to the student loans, right, they, they kind of felt like oh so you're somebody that's never had a student loan and you're going to come try to solve the problem, you don't even understand the problem. Um, so that was good but let's let's do uh, yeah, God, I'm show my age you remember the old. Uh, the Siskel and Ebert they get together for that show and review mu- movies, and they give a thumbs up and thumbs down so exactly meet our fund. thumbs up thumbs down.
0: I would say a big thumbs up. At the end, big Jason thumbs was asking, up. Big thumbs Jason up. was asking, what, what, how can we change the event? You know, can we bring founders on? I was like, you know, I put a comment in the in the chat saying, don't mess with this. This works just fine. Bring mm-hmm. as many investors as you can to this type of an event. I want to remind this thing being yeah. three days uh, do, to kind do of- twenty minutes.
1: Do twenty minutes or something. You could probably get a lot of people in. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So big thumbs up. Big, Big thumbs up. up. Jason, if you if you happen to be watching.
0: Yep, absolutely. Awesome. We, we had a, a talk with one of the analysts uh, for launch.co because they have a syndicate for, for investors yes. Yes. with 9,000, I believe, uh, or so. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, investors, uh, yeah. Angels or whatever in there, right? So hopefully we'll get featured in that syndicate too. Uh, anyway, we do need to wrap this, this thing up. So yep. I do want to say that we'll come back uh, with our next episode and talk about a different topic when it comes to investor founder fit. We are looking for people to join us. So fellow founders, founders, please join us. And we're looking for another co-host, hopefully. Maybe it's one co-host. Maybe it's a, it's like a a cohort of co-hosts who can come in for different topics and stuff uh, to join us. So we, am I I being fired? Thomas, Another co-host. We're not firing you just yet. No mistake. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Until you find someone you like anyway. No, no, Thomas. uh, We're all good. We're all good. We're going to make this interesting and we're going to hear different perspectives going forward. All right. Thank you, everybody who listened in to our pilot episode, or even if you went back and listened to our pilot episode. So whatever the case may be, really appreciate it. Love to hear some feedback and we will very soon get this published into the various places where you can find this podcast. All right, any final uh, thoughts and as we want, as we end this thing?
1: No, anybody listening, um, looking forward to doing this more. And uh, I'm sure we have a way for people to send us suggestions, yes? No? Comments uh,
0: yes, Tommy, I mean, maybe you can, uh, is there an email or something that can shoot suggestions to us?
1: Yeah, you can use any of the finance emails. We can use hello at definance.com would be a good one for us to monitor, or you can use the investor at um,
0: all right. But all of our hello. social
1: media channels are available as well. Sounds good.
0: Social media hello at investor.com. Sorry, hello at the or investor at definance.com. Please reach out uh, any way you like, and we'll be back next time. Till then.